What it is, what's up, got your podcast in the cut, the Telesis of Societal Podcast. Uh, I'm going to keep this pretty short, I think. Uh, so we have, as you've seen in the series, The Falcon, The Winter Soldier. Uh, I think a series that was pretty maligned coming into, I think a lot of people kind of saw this being even less potentially interesting than WandaVision, which wanted being a pretty... I would say underlooked character for the most part pre that series. Obviously being very important with being a major villain in Civil War and what Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. And then having a role in Civil War and having I think a fairly big part in Infinity War. Have one good moment in the game, but you know that's about it. Um, I think I think the series had a really low set of expectations that it had to beat, even factoring WandaVision's success and the fact that this pre, well, actually factoring the fact that this preceded Loki definitely made people willing to just kind of give Marvel and Feige Feige uh, a mulligan and. I would say they did a pretty solid job of making this a very interesting intermediary between WandaVision and Loki. I think even Feige and them knew it when they highly positioned this, that this was going to be a less interesting, the, the least interesting of the three. And it was pretty much positioned in the middle because of that. It was virtually, I would say, no risk all reward and if you really believe in yourself as I believe Feige does you think you're going to at least be good enough to where you can kick six weeks down the road and just just keep people entertained enough to get to Loki and I think they did I mean I, I think that after the first episode where they're really battling some demons and part of the second episode I really think they did a good job of making this buddy cop thing as at times trite as it is you know kind of like the where the buddy cops were not really too much you know buddies I think they did a decent job of, of working around that you know it is trite at times there's some tropes and then I think the Steve Rogers is here but our real life knowledge of the fact that he's like not here because of these reasons and you kind of don't really get to it's two people figured out how he would do things even though neither are him and he should be here but he's not here it's a lot to kind of digest at moments and it kind of feels overwhelming and then at some point it just feels like annoying to kind of keep on beating the drum of what he would do and he's not here and they kind of flipped on his head towards the end and make it to especially for Bucky where it's like well we need to move on but the point being um I think they executed a lot of the kind of big things they wanted to do fairly well. I mean, I, it, it, Disney and its properties got a lot of shit for how they handled racial discussion with their hit Pixar movie Soul. As they should have. There, there were some moments there that kind of felt a little bit tasteless. And even here, I think they still got some of the same bemoaning from people in the pub, not public eye, but the media John Walker is supposed to be, in a sense, the face of 
colonialism and white exceptionalism uh, and kind of a lot of different thematics of America. And in the end, kind of like how America typically does, he just pretty much washed himself, absolved himself of his, his flaws and the things he committed. It kind of came out of it a hero for the most part. I mean, he fell into good graces with what we consider our superheroes. He even ends up in the courthouse once again, the one that pretty much stripped him of all his titles. It comes out as a new hero, potentially anti-hero, but a new hero, it appears at this very moment. And it's like, okay. But I think for the most part with with Isaiah Bradley and with uh, Sam, they do do a decent job of blending. It is not, it is heavy handed in moments, but not in such a way where it's like, Pandering, yeah. You could probably be contained at the moment in episode six where Sam is talking to the crowd, and specifically the senators may feel like that a little bit. But I think they do a better job of handling a, tr- uh, a contentious issue than they did, especially with uh, after Endgame with the uh, the, the female scene, uh, which I wasn't a big, you know. I wasn't bitching about it really when it happened, but I could see why people were like, this is kind of kind of phoned in. And I think with having more time to really focus on these issues and probably employ more black people, talk to more black people, get more black people's opinion on things, uh, and deal with, I think, maybe even a, an easier issue to approach in a respectable way, because I think that with feminism, most of the time, if you want that type of moment to stand out, it kind of comes... At least in tell, at least in Hollywood, since it comes in such a way that's very out there in your face. Such as with this in a sound homophobia doesn't mean to be. It's kind of just a comparison, but a lot of times with gay heroes and and gay movies do a good job of kind of presenting this. But I think TV's a little bit different, especially like stuff like YouTube as well. Um, presenting the, the gay person as a positive is usually very not not done tastefully very often it's kind of more in your face and like this is this and this holds more weight than anything else um if it's a prominent character that is i think feminism is in that same way where it's kind of like marvel did not handle it in such a way to where it felt like the moment was bigger than proving that this ideology is is the point of the story at this very moment. Like, I think you could take what was done with there and doing like Ocean's Eight or doing in Ghostbusters, and then it's like, wow, this would fit there as well, pretty seamlessly. And I think Ocean's Eight is pretty good. Ghostbusters was not pretty good, um, but I just don't think they did that very well. And I, I know I'm just people that hear this like, oh, this dude's a fucking like, he hates women. I don't hate. Women. It's just. I, I, I just want to use that because that's pretty much the framework comparison here. Like, this is the first time I think Marvel's handled a contentious issue and tried to use that to, to spin into a positive since that moment two years ago. Was it two years ago? Three years ago? I think it's three years ago. Is it three? I think it's three. It might be two. I'm not sure. It's been a while. You know, pre-COVID is like a whole other universe. But moving on from there to more of the, I think, finer points plot. Uh, cinematography. Cinematography definitely felt closer to 
a Marvel product. It felt like movie, Marvel movie type shit, but just stretched over six episodes instead of like two. There's some moments where it does feel like a TV show, more so with the dialogue and the disposition. Uh, I would say the buddy cop shit, definitely in the middle parts of this are something I don't think you'd see in a, you know, shorter, concentrated movie format. Um, but I think for the most part, John Walker's development, uh, Carly, Mark, I, I don't think Carly would be as featured as some of her lows and questioning moments in a movie. I think they kind of would have to leave some of that to the, you know, the, the exposition of, of, you know, just Sam, just Sam kind of explaining how he feels about Carly. It would be very difficult, especially with this maybe being a one-off where Carly doesn't... I think they'll have Carly featured again at some format, just how powerful uh, an actress she is and how... With her being pretty much the last one, the Flag Smashers, how her ideology goes from here. Um, But... mm, I I think that they do a good job of using their, their expanded time and pretty, pretty good pacing, I would say. A pretty solid job overall of exposition with Bucky as well. Um, let's see, plot, plot, plot. The plot, I mean, is again like like a Marvel movie, like a pretty much a, a pretty close to Captain America plot, as I would say. Pretty linear, not too many crazy winding things that really make it feel like holy shit, this is gonna lead into some supernatural force. Very grounded, very real, uh, doing its best to touch on some kind of social commentary, as I think most Captain America movies do in some format, whether it be present or past. Um, so I mean, they they stuck to their stuck to the roots, I think, and this does, for the most part, try to evoke Captain America vibes, although obviously points to make a remix to it. Uh, plot, I would give like a you know a B. It is what it is. You know, it's not too interesting. I would say B minus just because, you know, it, it's funny. I've actually made this point towards the end of episode five and like beginning episode six. We have so many idealists after the Iron Man villains and the Captain America, uh, yeah, Captain America villains and Thanos, people that keep on spinning things. Pretty much the same point in so many different, not really so many different ways, but just so many. Um, facsimiles of the same kind of core issue like people really on this planet need to have their way of thinking changed and the way of doing that the snap uh, breaking down world governments ETCTC I mean it kind of changes but I mean it's the same it's like the same few I would say the snap kind of you know is a lot bigger because it's affecting a lot more of a scale but for the same, for the most part, I mean, most of the same actors are hit. A couple of civilians are sacrificed. World governments are beaten down from the inside. And, you know, some of the same things kind of just beaten. So I'd say B minus, maybe. It's not a C, because it's, it's executed well enough to make you like want to watch all six episodes. But it's like, could this be a movie? This has been another series. Would I want to see Sharon Carter's, you know, potential heel turn? In the context of just Bucky and just um, uh, Captain Falcon, probably not. I like Carly. I like kind of the moment we got between Carly and the 
quote unquote power broker. Uh, but I don't know if I'd want to see another season of this. I mean, I really, really did blow my expectations out the water. I thought it was going to be like fucking boring as hell. I think even since, like, I think Wanda got what, 10 episodes? I think that I could do 10 episodes, maybe. Nah, I couldn't. I think eight was the massive could do. And it's like eight would only be like just to see maybe more. Here's a big thing. And this article about it on Polygon, I think. Um, or on yeah, Collider. I'm looking at it right now, Collider. Um Sharon Carter doesn't get much development in the way of this power broker figure. It's they obviously, you know, they could go retroactively and kind of show more of her as she is back now in America and under the Maybe the shield name or whatever. And they add on, they sprinkle in some of what made her turn her into this kind of evil figure, or at least dark shadowy figure. They could do that. Okay, fine. But like, I don't think they, the problem with doing it like that is that like, you kind of have to give people enough of a rope to be like, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you here and I'm going to, I really want to see what happens after that. There's not really much of a rope in here. It's pretty much that she was in all the same kind of evil dealings that someone like Zemo was uh, she lorded over some pretty prominent antagonists in this series such as Carly and then she pretty much has a connection to dark markets that we've kind of referenced at times and stuff like Captain America uh, with Hawkeye when he kind of turned into the dark side turned, turned over to the dark side uh, but it's like a okay so she's going to probably be a double agent at times okay it's still hard to care about things like that like okay so she's in the the like okay super soldiers are crazy right they're they're very powerful uh, you have enough of them army of them as was possible you have a very fucked up situation and then you have the political control and I, I think Marvel is trying their hardest to really make it known to us that this is not going to all be like super planetary universal figures but it is really hard with what they left before this and after Infinity War and Endgame to kind of really back into the political and human to human dealings at this point like Okay, so you're going to have Sharon... Let's say you have Sharon Carter work with fucking... I don't know. Like, Doom. Like, it's, it's like... Okay, so she's supplying a Doom. I don't really give too much of a fuck about Sharon Carter at that point. I'm just going to care about Doom. And if Doom gets some super serum and works off of that, then I'm really interested in that. But I'm not really interested too much in Sharon Carter. She's going to play the back for this point on. Like, there's no way to make her really as relevant as she'd be in this moment. In this series. Especially if she's dealing to villains. The type of villains that we expect to have in this phase four. I don't I don't, just don't I don't get it. I don't, I don't I don't get how you make her character matter more than she did in this moment. And with I I think them trying to impress that there still will be Marvel TV shows that have relevancy throughout the movies. Um even though obviously the TV shows lead off. And referencing Agent Carter and blah 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 blah. Um the TV shows just will be will always be an appetizer. Like I mean the reason why they're like getting all of these ones 
out the way, like, you know, WandaVision, these, these are pretty, these are pretty, I think, relevant figures. Captain Falcon, WandaVision, I mean, Wanda, Loki, White Vision, now Normal Vision. Those are figures that have, like, actual relevancy, I think, like, major rich relevancy amongst the new Avengers. I know they won't have as much because they want to have a new set of Avengers that kind of take over the mantle, but these are people that are pretty important. Doctor Strange, who, I mean, loosely, loosely referenced. These guys are going to, like, probably be called up to the movies and probably not have much in the way of television. I could probably see Bucky and Falcon maybe get into the television show just because of how, I mean, how for the most part, they really kind of won't have that much relevancy going forward in the movies because, I mean, just they just... Their connections and what they kind of represent feels more archaic and antiquated than, say, WandaVision or if Spider-Man got a movie or something like that. Like, there's some guys that feel like they can be a feature in the future. And there's some people that feel like they are more of a representation of the past. These two feel like more of a past thing, so maybe they do kind of see themselves more on the TV side of things than the movie side of things. But I just don't think you, you do an entire series of building up this this Steve Rogers replacement just to like say okay these guys are only going to be B-listers now they probably won't ever be as big as they were even in 2014 but they can still have connections of things that matter like with with Black Panther I can see the White Wolf having his say in things towards the end of that movie or and you know parts of it because obviously they say like you know we're upset with kind of the way you handle things well he probably won't be a main part of it but he's a very versatile character that has a lot of connections a lot of different universes in this series so um i don't know really where to go from there i think that's pretty much about it as far as terms of how i really feel about this series um it wasn't wasn't bad i just think that it for what feels the moment to be a, a, a one-off that has the potential of maybe showing some things going forward, there wasn't really a lot done to make you really come out of it thinking like, okay, I'm really amped to see where these characters go. John Walker, without the kind of Captain America connection and then the white nationalist connected, you know, that that's pretty much what people talk about, the white nationalist image feels like a like a c-lister at best i mean just a guy that is called upon by other larger figures when he's needed to be relevant either as a protagonist or maybe as an anti-hero that doesn't feel like a guy that's gonna be like and john walker i mean Wyatt russell's a good job of making him do like a fucking you know as she's a person he's supposed to be feel diverse in how bad a person he's supposed to be at times he doesn't feel like like black and white he feels gray and then even i take that same premise i just like i said sharon carter even uh julia lewis dreyfus her character i think i'm very interested in is just as far as to see like could she be somebody has connections to universal figures because she seems to be somebody that's that very, it's very knowledgeable about a lot of things. So maybe she could have some connections to larger than these normal humans. I could see that happening. 
the two is I mean they to me B listers even though they I like both of their personalities. Um, the Wakanda mentions here are pretty much just as relevant as just to say about that. Okay, we got Michonne from Walking Dead back. Pretty cool actress that will obviously have a lot more of the pie now that you know R.P. Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Zemo appears for the, at the very moment to probably be someone that won't be heavily featured. I think he, I think he did a decent job kind of wrapping up his saga when, with bringing him back. He seems like someone that can be used for, you know, just kind of spot minutes. Like, oh, hey, I need a funny villain that has connections. So I'll bring him out. He'll do something. He'll call in a favor. Or he'll set some meeting up. And then he goes back to pretty much nothing for a while. So, okay, that's cool. But Wakanda, for the most part, I don't think it's been progressed in terms of any kind of story narrative or any kind of thing that we should say, oh, hey, it was Wakanda time again. Black Panther 3 is coming. Or Black Panther 2 is still coming. You know, I don't think it do much for that. Um... Yeah, I I think this feels more one-off than than the pre than its predecessor. To me, I think Captain America not Captain Captain America, WandaVision pretty much had to actually meter connections that it had to the future of the universe intentionally because it honestly God probably could have set up like five, six different universes. I don't want to go through all of them right now because I think they'll talk my head. But this one pretty much outside of Sharon Carter shit I, I mean pretty final to me so that would be it for me I uh, hope you all enjoyed this I enjoyed this series all the same it was fun to watch it felt more relaxed and it felt more simply put just more normal than WandaVision I mean this is a series that you don't I think fully really need to look up every Easter egg. I didn't. Uh, I look. I think I may have looked at what one or two Easter eggs, maybe at most. Uh, you don't feel like you're you're missing a huge chunk of the future of the series if you miss out on this. It just feels like some fun. And I think most people kind of presented or thought of most Disney uh, Disney Plus Disney Plus shows as having this presentation. I think Loki will probably speak to more temporal and universal things. Probably. We'll see. But that's it. Hope you enjoy it. Peace.